0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bring Honor Reviews podcast, where if you want it, re-review it. My name is DC, and the goal of this podcast is to bring you a ton of movie news, comic news, and some TV news as well. Today is the 81st episode of the podcast, which is happening on October 24th, 2018. So, in this first section of Thumbs Up, Thumbs Down, what I normally do is go over the, the world of movie news and all the other stuff, and give it a thumbs up, thumbs down, all the way in the circle. So the first thing I have here is an image from Avengers 4 behind the scenes. So it actually shows Pepper Potts in a a rescue armor of sorts. So if you haven't uh, read the comics, um, Iron Man, Tony Stark, has given her a suit on a few occasions. But one being a rescue armor suit, which it looks like they're going to bring to the, the base screen um, for all purposes um, remaining. It looks kind of cool. It's like a blue and silver kind of suit. If you go on the actual podcast notes, you'll be able to see an image of it, or you can Google it, either one. But the the suit looks pretty nice. It looks very, very close. It reminds me of a a better looking version of the Power Rangers suit, the movie version, the recent movie version, um, 2000 whatever year it was. But it has that version there. So it looks kind of cool. It's very form fitting. It looks like it Doesn't have all the bells and whistles as the other ones that Tony has, but it looks like it has like a very low tech kind of vibe where it will protect her, she will be able to fly off, she will become back and help out people. So, I'm guessing that's what it is. I'm not really sure exactly what else would it come up with because you know, Marvel they always have some kind of surprise for you. So, who knows? This one might have like a big gun that helps her out as well because you have to imagine. You wouldn't just give her a suit that has no weapons whatsoever. You would give her a suit that has very minimum weapons that can help her out if she needs to get out of a tight jam. So, who knows what Tony has put in the suit, but so far from this image alone, it looks very, very good. I am very, very hyped for it. I give this one a thumbs up just on the basis of her having a suit that is going to be the Rescue Armor kind of suit from the comic books. And... I want to see what what she's doing in this whole movie because now it seems like she's going on the front lines, helping out as much as possible, which is what you want from a character in the movie. You don't want to have it where she just pops in to do nothing. I feel that that's what happened in the Affinity War movie, where her and Happy Hogan. Yeah, that's cool to have in there to pop in and show their face a little bit, but if they have like a better and bigger role, would actually do some stuff. That'd be amazing. So I'm kind of glad to see this. This one gives a thumbs up just because the suit looks very, very amazing so far, and I want to see exactly what they come up with in the next Avengers movie. So next thing I have here is a couple of images from. The DC's um, TV universe, they're having a crossover, which most of you folks may know. I've always reported this as soon as possible. So they're having a crossover with all their DC universe shows except for um, The Legends of Tomorrow. They're not going to be in there. So the Arrow, Flash, and Supergirl will be crossing over. So this image online a couple images online where John whistler is actually going to be in his 19, 1990s costume, I believe it was. But there's the 19 eras, the 1900 era um, costume because he was the original Flash um, TV show person. So it'd be kind of cool to see his action in that suit because he's only been in a Jay Garrick suit. So now he's actually going to be in a Barry Allen Flash suit, which is going to be very, very cool to see on the screen. Is very amazing and the fact that he's actually been in this show the whole time and now he's able to go into his old costume of sorts, it's kind of cool to actually see um, from pictures. So I can't wait to see more from this. I believe the crossover should be late November-ish so I, I can't wait to see what's going to happen with this whole thing. And There's also the images of Grant Gustin in the Arrow costume which looks kind of cool. I-, I wouldn't mind seeing uh a Grant Gustin Arrow couple episodes for that one. I wouldn't mind that just because he looks very, very cool. He looks like he could be a younger version of the Green Arrow, which I wouldn't mind, and it looks very, very sweet. And also, um, Stephen Amell is in his his, um, Flash costume, which doesn't look fully bad except for the beard. I kind of wish they was able to have him shave his beard off for a bit and go, like, you know, full-on... Um, clean-shaven for this whole episode. But I understand. Um, if you want to do the upcoming episodes, you can't have him cut his beard off. And you don't want to do anything like what they did with um, Henry Cavill and just CGI his face in. So it, it's fine. Um, I kind of want to see what happens with his costume because right now it looks okay-ish, but I'm not completely sold on his costume alone just because it just it looks a little bit off. It always, I never liked this costume, but in general... It looks okay on him. He looks like a, he's a little bit on the chunkier side for that costume, so it's kind of funny to see him actually put it on. But I wouldn't mind seeing what comes out with him being the Barry Allen for another universe. I want to see exactly what comes out of it. And also, there's a couple images online of them also being the... Um, another pair of couple... Well, not really couple. Another brother kind of scenario where they're villains. So I kind of want to see what happens in this crossover because it looks like there's going to be a lot of things happening from left to right. It feels like there's going to be quite a um, act- quite a bit of action happening and that spells greatness. And hopefully it doesn't become convoluted where now you have too many universes crossing over and it feels very, very crazy. So hopefully... They do this properly. Hopefully it looks great on the screen. And hopefully it makes us want more from crossovers in the future. The one thing that's disappointing about this whole thing is that there's no new Supergirl costume. Or not no variant like how they had last year. Um, everyone else has a variant. Even the Superman um, has a variant as well. He has a black costume. So it's kind of crazy to see that she has no costume variants. There's no switching around with her and someone else. It just feels like they should have done something on her as well. You know, put some kind of, you know, different costume on her of some sort. Especially now you have a Batwoman. You could put her in a Batwoman costume and say, all right, you guys switch around, which that'd be kind of weird. But at the same time, you know, give her another costume to wear and, you know, bend it up a little bit. So that's probably one thing I kind of wish they had. But from these images alone, seeing Grant Gustin in his Arrow costume, seeing um, Stephen Amell in his Flash costume, and seeing John Wesley Ship in his original Flash costume, I give that a thumbs up for sure. So next things I have here is a couple bit of news. So recently, um, Patty Jenkins went on Twitter and mentioned um, that she's very, very happy about their one-woman 1984 movie, being pushed back a couple months. So if you haven't heard, basically what's happening is the Wonder Woman movie was supposed to come out in November of 2019. But now it's being pushed back to June of 2020. Which some folks could be like, oh, that's kind of bad, especially when you have a movie back date by at least seven months or so. But for me, I'm actually happy about this. It gives them a, enough time to actually work on this property, get everything done well and make sure that this wonder woman part two doesn't suck because that's what you need you need uh, another solid um, dc movie just because all the other ones has been very very shaky and the only one that's actually been very solid is your one woman property so you want to make sure that that one's going well that it makes sense and it being pushed back seven months or so isn't the worst thing in the world i would be scared if they push it back a year and change Because then that might mean, all right, they might be in trouble or something doesn't add up right. But if it's only seven months, it feels like that's going to be like reshoots and possibly like extra script chains here and there, maybe potentially. But more or less, I feel like it's going to be reshoots that to be done for the whole seven months or so. Probably not those seven months, but you know, reshoots, um, CGI's work and all the other After Effects stuff. So I wouldn't mind seeing. The seven-month pushback, it doesn't really hurt anyone at all. It just makes sure that you have a great property. And the fact that you haven't gone into the summer now, it now has a better chance of a lot of family folks going to see it. If you put in November, it feels like you do have Thanksgiving, but at the same time, you might be missing quite a bit of audience that could go with this movie itself. I want to see exactly what happens with the Aquaman movie. Because that's going to be towards the like Christmas time. Which it does gear towards you know. A lot of fan members going to see that too. But having a June um, release date is perfectly fine in, in my book. Because when it comes down to it. Summer movies happen. it should have quite a bit of um, contention with other folks. But at the same time, if you have a good slew of superhero movies, that could also fuel its fire for the most part. Because then once you watch other superhero movies, you're like, all right, I need something else to watch. So this could even bolster the Wonder Woman um, release date and might even get more more ticket sales. Who knows? But for me, thumbs up for even seeing this change of release date because it doesn't spell anything bad for me. It just lets you know that, all right, they want to make sure that this movie is going to be the best movie it can be. The next thing I have here is a very special property. So, the real world, if no one remembered remember this, it was a, a show that came out in the 90s. And it had um, 32 seasons, which is a lot of seasons if you think about it. Um, that's the, uh, roughly um, 32 years. Well, roughly, it is 32 years. Um, so basically, what happens is it's like the live, live, live real world kind of. Yeah, basically what it is. What the title is, Real World. So it's an unscripted TV show basically going through the lives of these young folks. So it's kind of cool to see that they're actually bringing it back. It makes the most sense to bring it back because you have all these unscripted TV shows going from left to right. You have where um, you have the real lives of. Um, Hollywood Husbands, no, not Hollywood Husbands, the, the female version, can't remember the name of the show, but Real Wives, Real, real Basketball Wives, something like that. Yeah, those shows. So you need to strike where the iron's hot. Those shows are bringing a lot of bank. So you're bringing in this real world back to TV. Well, not really TV, it's going to Facebook Watch. So it's even better than before because a lot of shows have done well through that kind of medium. But you need to have these series come back again because a lot of folks love live real unscripted kind of reality tv of sorts so this is a perfect time to bring it back um they're going to do three different locations the first location will be in the united states of course the second location will be in mexico and the third location will be in thailand so it'll be kind of cool to see how lives are spent in these three different locations well the other two locations because for the united states I'm guessing it's going to be somewhere, like, very, very, you know, popular. So, I probably know how it is over there. But for Mexico, it would be kind of cool to see how that is. And also for Thailand. Thailand seems like it'll be kind of grand-ish of sorts. So, I would like to see exactly what happens there. And potentially, you could even cross them over if you really, really want to. Or even switch them up where, you know, United States um, cast members be shipped over to the other two places and... The other two places that have people shipped over to other other, uh, other locations as well. So I w- will be kind of great to see what comes out of this whole series in general. But hearing that this is going to come to Facebook um, Watch is definitely a plus for me. I give someone a thumbs up just because the thought process behind bringing back the real world is a good one. You need TV shows. You need um, the interactive feature of a Facebook Watch. You need that interactive um feel and vibe, especially for this kind of world today, and melding that with the the real life uh, world real life real world is definitely a plus in my book, just just in general, because real world and live is plus plus. That's this is plus too much. But yeah. Oh in general, this is good good for the whole series. I can't wait to see exactly what comes out of it, and I might even watch the episode too. Who knows? The next thing I have here is um, basically information from the latest um, TV show to get canceled by Netflix, which is Luke Cage. Um, I saw this thing coming actually, just because when first got canceled, um, which I reported on last week, I thought this would be the next one to get canceled because. Your plans for the future is very, very shaky and rocky. My thought is, when you cancel this series, you should definitely mix them two together and do Heroes of Hire. As I mentioned last week, Iron Fist wasn't the strongest series, and Luke Cage behind it, season the, the last season wasn't the best season. But it definitely did some kind of work. So for me, combining those two seasons together and making it where... Um, you do 13 episodes, or you even do 14 if you really, really want to. Do 14 have where seven Luke Cage, seven for Iron Fist, and meld them together to make one Heroes for Hire season. That works out well. The best episodes of last, well, well last year's um, Luke Cage was the Heroes for Hire. Those um, episode of two were the best um, episodes of the whole series. Just because you get the playing off for each other's characters. And it felt it great. Especially when you have them both working together. When they took out all these thugs in that one building, it was superb. And then the fact that he even bought the building. It's just a, a funny feature. It, it reminded me of the comic book. And it reminded me of why they should be combined together. They have such great charisma on the screen. So they should really put them both together in one series rather than have them in separate series, which you could tell in the Luke Cade series is going down just because not many people was watching anymore, and a lot of folks were kind of tired of it. It really didn't pop as much as they thought it would have. And in Iron Fist, even though it was a better series than the first episode, well, first episode, first um, first season, the second season was still not the greatest season. It just improved on the, on the first season, which the first season had a very low um, bar anyway. So, combined these two together will be the, the magical bullet for this whole root um, Cage, Iron Fist, you know, monster of sorts. A lot of folks are thinking that maybe that they got canceled because they possibly go to Google, um, not Google, um, Disney Play, which has been, released i believe next year so that thought i don't know um especially when you have where these other properties are still on netflix and they're not gonna cancel anytime soon not unless they want to you know change things up which that'd be kind of stupid on their part and even though hulu is being purchased by disney i don't see them switching over that process as well just because it makes no sense why would you? Why would we switch over to Hulu? Even if you do have rights for Hulu, it makes it such that you switch over. There's a lot more people on a Netflix platform, and you have more things that make out of that relationship than you have under your own kind of thing. Because especially when you get more money from you know, Netflix or whatever have you, you're, you're supposed to reach as much people as possible. And I feel if you put it under Hulu, you might get a few folks, but not many folks as it would have been if you kept it on the Netflix brand, um, for the most part. So for me, I give this one a thumbs up only because seeing both shows get cancelled could be a potential great great thing in the in the long run when you see that the Heroes for Hire will be together potentially. Um that's not it hasn't been confirmed yet Um, There has been quite a bit of stories circling around of what they might do in the future. But I would love to see. Here's a hire. And now that the Luke Cage um, show is canceled, this is a possibility for the whole thing to happen. So for me, thumbs up for this whole thing. The next thing I have here is um, a, a speculated slash reported on a potential new kind of adventure for this Disney World um, location. So there's been reports of the Indiana Jones um, lore coming to Disney World, which is kind of cool, kind of fun. When I think about the Indiana Jones um, land, I think about Legend of the Hidden Temple, um, and that's like a a 1990s show to happen on Nickelodeon for all you older folks out there. Um, I love that show. So, thinking about that mixed with um, the Indiana Jones lore, it spells many, many bucks and also fun to be had. Uh, I just feel that you need to have that kind of interaction with a lot of folks, and you can move around, get a lot of um, mystery done, get a lot of people thinking about a lot of things, and it just spells a a lot of interest and a lot of intrigue when you have that kind of world mixed together with Disney. It just, it just feels like it, it will make its own money. And I know there's a lot of, um, things out there in Disney world that does do kind of similar things like, um, the, the fear factor, I'm not trying to think about it. fear factor basically has their own little show at Disney world. So potentially you could even get rid of fear factor and put in the Disney, um, world and have it where, Indiana Jones is the forefront, which is a money-making machine. You have where kids do, um, they, they find different treasures, you have where they jump up and down, to have where they um, go through different um, caves and tip different temples. I, can, I can see a lot of things you could do with this whole property, and if they really, really want to, they can make even a, a different lore to it and increase what they already have. And... That's definitely greatness. So for me. um, That's thumbs up. For this um, reportedly news. So keep it a grain of salt. Hasn't been um, fully solidified yet. So for me. Just hearing that alone. I'll give that thumbs up. Seriously. So. The next thing I have here. Is um, a trailer for a Netflix movie. That stars Sandra Bullock. And it's called um, Bird Box. So, when I watched this trailer, it looks very, very good. And it really drew me in quite easily. Um, when I saw it, I was kind of intrigued. And at the same time, kind of semi... Semi... I can't say scared. can't say that at all. It felt like a vibe of the... <laughs> This is a bad comparison, because now, now I'm thinking about it. It's like, this is not a good movie, but at the same time, it was a good concept. So, if you watch The, the, the Happening, I believe it was, or The Things in the Woods. It was an M. Lai Shyamalan movie with, um I think it was Mark Ruffalo. No, not Mark Ruffalo. Mark Wahlberg. I believe he was in it. If you watch that movie, that movie wasn't the best movie. No, n- by far, wasn't the best movie but the concept was a good concept. So, think about that mixed in with A Quiet Place. And that's basically what this movie is about. It, it looks very, very cool. The fact that there's quite a bit of stars in this movie as well. It looks very, very amazing. And the you got to figure out who exactly is those creatures that are attacking people. It's post-apocalyptic post apocalyptic um, movie so you can see that um, bringing in um, aspect as well so it, it looks very very good it didn't give away too much and I'm, I'm happy for that and this one comes out in December so I can't wait it just looked very very good and I know this movie is going to definitely keep my interest because you don't really see much and the concept of Sandra Bullock not being able to use your eyes because the thing attacks your eyes and change your vision is such a cool concept. So I, I can't wait to see more of that movie alone. You should go on the the, the podcast, um, the notes itself, and, and click on the trailer and go watch the trailer yourself and definitely experience what this movie is, is going to bring to you in December. It looks very very good. Um, It definitely looks very very good. Uh, I I'm smiling very hard right now because. The The trailer definitely brought back a lot of good feelings about certain movies I've watched in the past. And that only is a plus of sorts. Yeah, I can say that. A plus of sorts. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's all I have for Thumbs Up Thumbs Down. The next section I have here is Come to Theaters. So basically every week there's a bunch of movies that come out in theaters. And I rank them from either Interested to I'll Pass. So the first movie I have here is Hunter Killer which is starring um, Jared Butler. So this movie looks not the best. It feels like a battleship ripoff of sorts. And it it feels like he's doing the same kind of thing he did in the the, um, the Storm Hunter movie, I believe it was called, or whatever it was. Um, and then also the Olympus is Fallen. It feels like he's doing the same kind of action role killer kind of thing. It it seems like it'll be okay to watch. I'm not exactly happy about going seeing it at all. It just looks like it'll be fine. So, for this one, I give myself, or give myself, give it, based on the trails alone, um, a a semi-pass. I wouldn't mind seeing it, but I'm not going to run to the theater to go see this movie. It just looks like it will be semi-entertaining, and at the same time, if I don't really think about it, it might be fun to watch. The next movie I have here is Indivisible. So, this one here, when I saw the trailer, it didn't really speak to me at all. It, it felt like it could have been a straight-to-DVD movie, so I was kind of confused and, and flustered why it is going to be a, a um, national release movie. I was like, oh, okay, this is really going for the fences, and hopefully it makes some kind of money, but for me, I saw this trailer, and it really didn't speak to me at all. I wasn't really interested when I watched the trailer. It just it looked very, very boring. And that's the reason why I gave it a hard pass. It's it something that it, it really should just went to, like, like um, Amazon and just stick to kind of those kind of um, films where it's like, all right, it's not going to come out of movie theaters, but you can see it if you really, really want to. So I'm surprised I actually got a, a national release date. So for me, it just, it just doesn't look fun at all. Another movie that doesn't look fun is um, Johnny English Strikes Again. So far, I've heard quite a bit of reviews and it looks like it does, it's it's going to do bad. It's going to do horrible. And I'm kind of happy because this movie shouldn't have been made. Um it looks very very bad. I give this one a hard pass. It looks like it's not going to be fun whatsoever and I I just didn't like this character even when they had like the previous two movies. I just it feels like He's way too stupid of a character, and, and I, I like my heroes to be um, semi-relatable, and not to the point where it feels like he's this uh, oaf of sorts. It just it feels like he really shouldn't have made this movie. It, it feels like they really should have just kept up the other two and like all right, let's make this happen and and that's it. But then they decided let's go back for a third run and. I'm surprised, you know, he went for it. It At least it's very, very stupid. It feels like it's a mix between the Clouseau character, but even Clouseau was kind of smart in his own way. This feels like a very, very stupid version of that character, and I'm good, so hard past that one. I don't think I'm going to laugh at all. It feels like it's going to be quite a bit of stupid humor, and I feel like I'm going to lose some brain cells even watching it in general. So the last movie I have here... Um, that's coming out this past week, or coming out this coming week, is, um, Supriya? I think I thought you said it. But it looks like a, a Red Room dancing movie that is mixed in with quite a bit of gore and quite a bit of suspense. It, when I was watching the trailer, I really wasn't sure what to expect. It just, it felt weird, felt kind of, um, freaky, and there wasn't enough images to actually make me interested in the movie. So for me, this one gets a hard pass as well. It just it didn't speak to me whatsoever. I, I felt that if they gave just a little bit more of the plot, I might have liked it a little bit more. Um, but from what they've given in this whole trailer, which I've always said that if you give too much in to a trailer, the movie might suck. And it might, it might sell you my thoughts on it. But at the same time, you still need to give some aspects of the movie. And I feel like this one here, it pieced together some parts of it. But at the same time, I wasn't really sure what was happening. So I, I was confused from start to finish. And I was like, I'm not really sure I'm going to watch this movie at all. It just, the trailer doesn't do anything for it. It just, it just shows you images and it shows you some sort of a plot. But at the same time you're confused as what exactly is happening. It might be a cult, it might be a demon. I'm I'm not really sure. So on that basis alone, from the trailer itself, it just makes me not want to see it whatsoever. So I give this one a hard, a very hard pass. So um that's all I have for this episode. Uh, you can find us on all social medias. On Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, iTunes at Bring On Reviews. You can find us on Twitter at BringOnReviews. No, the not one. You can just use the hashtag BringOnReviews for any comments, personal reviews, and suggestions you might have. You can even visit the website, which is BringOnReviews.com for any movie reviews and even this podcast as well. If you love watching TV shows, enjoy watching movies. Therefore, you should definitely put your voice out there and start writing some reviews. If you want to write for reviews for this website, Please email me at info at reviews.com and use the subject line, I want to join the review team. Um, besides that, you can also send in any questions and inquiries you might have to that same email address as well. Do find me on social media, on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at DwightAntC. That's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Again, that's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Or if you want to email me directly, you can email me at dc at bringhonoreviews.com. And we'll catch your viewers next time.